1: Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Thursday, December 2nd, and we are here to ring in December. Mark, how do you feel about December? Is that a month that's uh, sort of high on your list?
2: Yeah, I would say November, December, uh, all those big holidays. That's my time of year.
1: And you like October for travel, though. October is really oh. always the best month to travel, no matter yeah. where you're going, pretty much, right?
2: Except the past couple of years, yeah.
1: Right. I mean, whatever. Remember, remember travel.
2: I want to get Theo like in the habit of being on an airplane.
1: You know, I made a mistake because I never put my dogs on an airplane. And I should have when they were younger for that exact reason. And now I fear that I will be, you know, driving cross country if I want to bring my dogs with me or they will be highly medicated. Something that I do to my partner also when I take long trips, I I medicate her.
2: When when Theo was born, like the first thing we did was ran out and got him a passport. We haven't even touched that passport. (laughs)
1: That's amazing. Okay. If you want to ask us your financial questions, go to jillonmoney.com. Click the contact button. Just do that and we'll get your note. Don't forget to tell us if you'd like to join us on the air. That is what Lee did. Lee is on the line from California. Hi, Lee. What can we do for you?
3: Well, first of all, thank you for um, this opportunity. I love your podcast. I found it during the pandemic and I've been listening every day. So just thank you for. Oh,
1: that's great. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. We, We always have said, Mark and I said the best thing about the pandemic and doing the podcast every day, it not just kept you sane, it kept us sane. So thank you for saying that. We really appreciate it.
3: I have learned so much and I've heard you answer a lot of questions about whether to rent or buy. And that's the main question I have today. So I live in California where things are really expensive and I grew up in the Midwest where things were not expensive at all. And so I've been happy renting my whole life as an adult, but Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if I should think about buying something, especially because where I live, things just seem to be getting more expensive every year. And I'm worried that, you know, I might not be able to afford my rent, you know, in the future. Mm, I have kind of a special situation too, because my employer um, has this really nice perk. They'll go give me uh, down payment assistance, basically free money towards the down payment. But I, and I only get that if I were to buy a home or a condo.
1: And Hold so- Hold on. Say more about the, how much money are we talking about?
3: So it's around $100,000. <gasps> nice. What? Yeah, it's it's I mean it's pretty great. I mean it's I mean you have to pay taxes on it. It's uh, technically a forgivable loan that would be forgiven over about 5 or 6 years. Okay. And so, you know, you couldn't I couldn't sell the place, I couldn't move. Um, obviously I couldn't switch jobs in that time. But even so, even with those numbers, just when I look at the the price and the HOA fees, the numbers are just too big for me. And so hmm. I wonder if it's time to just except that that's the cost of where I live. Or if you think, you know, maybe it makes sense to wait a while and see if anything cools off with the market.
1: First of all, tell us how much do you earn? So I earn around 80000 per year. Do you have any other debt that's outstanding? Do you have a student loan or credit card or auto loan? Anything else floating around? No, I've, I've got no debt. Are you single? Or are you partnered?
3: Um, I'm single at the moment. I'm I'm 36. I don't remember if I said my age.
1: Do you like where you work? I mean, is this a place where you would you would want to stay for six years or so?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an education. I mean, I can kind of see myself staying here for my whole career.
1: What's your rent right now? How much are you paying?
3: Right now, I pay around seventeen hundred a month for a one bedroom.
1: And are you happy in that place? I mean, are you going to are you going to have to get, you know, someone going to boot you out? Do you have to look around or is that a good deal or a bad deal? What do you think?
3: It's a good deal. Probably the market rate would be over 2000. And ideally, if I were to buy a condo or something, I would want an extra bedroom. You know, it'd be nice to have a spare room when guests come by.
1: How much do you think you'd have to pay for a condo, a two bedroom that you'd want to live in for obviously, you know, this chunk of six years?
3: I mean, on a super budget end, there might be something around four fifty. Let's not do
1: super budget, so you have to like, oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's like a disgusting unit, but I can get <laughs> so what would you want? What would it cost to be in a place you'd want to live in?
3: I think probably somewhere between like five hundred and five fifty
1: all right, so let's say it's five fifty and then they give you the hundred grand down payment. You know, or five hundred, let's say, because that'll be perfect. Then you have a four hundred thousand dollar note. Okay, now, do you happen to know offhand if you bought said five hundred thousand dollar condo, what you think the kind of fees would be associated with that?
3: I've seen them kind of range anywhere from three hundred all the way up to five hundred a month.
1: So and we could say four hundred a month to be fair, right? Yeah. In those homeowners fees, that doesn't include property tax or it does? I never remember. Some some of them do, some don't.
3: I'm not sure. I always assumed that it didn't. And Mm. I've always kind of been estimating around 1% of property
1: value in taxes. Mark, $400,000 mortgage these days. What do you think that's going to look like in terms of a payment? That's going to be about $1,700 Seventeen
2: hundred dollars a month, which is similar to what he's paying in rent. But then you got to factor in the HOA fees. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know yet what his cash flow looks like on a monthly basis.
1: Right, we're going to find that out in a second. So, on your eighty thousand, are you making retirement contributions?
3: Yeah. So I max out my four hundred three b and a Roth IRA, and am still kind of positive cash flow each month, just just a little bit.
1: Hmm. Uh, how much money is in your Roth? I mean, in your Roth IRA, and how much is in the four hundred three B right
3: now? Let me see. I think total in IRA is around one hundred thousand,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and total in the four hundred three Bs is around four hundred thousand.
1: I like it, Mark. This is a tough one. I'll tell you why. Because we probably can make the numbers work if he stops making a Roth contribution. I mean, the other part. Let me just say one other thing about this, Lee, and that is, and Mark, I'll say to both of you, right now your rent is seventeen hundred. The market rate is two thousand, and rents are rising pretty quickly now. So there is the potential, you know, that that rent could rise faster than the cost of the thirty-year mortgage.
2: Yeah, it's, it's also hard for me to walk away from that one hundred thousand dollar benefit. Me too.
1: <laughs> me too. I feel the same way, Lee. I mean. Uh, um okay let's do a little bit more stuff here. Lee, do you come from a family of means or no means? Uh no means. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> um well I mean how much do you feel like flexibility of say you know maybe Retiring early versus owning your own place—I think it's—it feels like apples to oranges. But I think that that may be the comparison because obviously this Roth is—it's going to keep growing. You are young; the the extra savings could give you a little more of an of flexibility and opportunity to retire on the early side. Do you love what you do? Tell us a little bit more about that.
3: I do love what I do, and I don't have any plans to retire early but I'm also always been a natural saver. And I Mm. think that maybe relates to your earlier question about coming from means or not, you know? Mm. So, you know, I can look at a mortgage and I can say, oh, well, if I had that place with a three bedroom and I had two roommates, then that would be good. But then I'm thinking, do I really want to commit to having...
1: No, I don't want you to have roommates. No, I want you to, I like the idea of a two-bedroom where you can carry it yourself, and then if you hook up with
0: somebody, then maybe you are going to defray some of your costs. We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/cbs to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/cbs and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
1: You know, when you wrote your email to us and you said, I value my flexibility, ability to easily move, and house prices seem high at the moment, so I'm leaning towards renting. I mean, it's weird. I like all of those things as well, okay? I don't think house prices are going to drop precipitously. I think that the the pace of increases is going to slow down. If you live in a decent area, and that's why I don't want you to buy some crapo unit, you know, I'd want you to buy something you really like. I'm sort of feeling like if you can get a two bedroom for 500 grand and the fees are, you know, around four or 500 bucks a month, I'm leaning towards maybe trying to bite the bullet and actually buy if you are a natural saver, I think that you're going to end up doing just fine. I would be much more concerned if you were like, well, I'm the kind of person who's going to spend what I spend and go on my big trip. So this could be like a time when I run up my credit card bill. Mm, No. So it sounds to me like you actually are in a position to do it. Does it freak you out when we say that we are sort of leaning towards grabbing that hundred grand?
3: No, I mean, it actually sounds like you're kind of right on the boundary there. And that's kind of where I felt for a while because it—it it is, I mean, it's a, a good chunk of money that I mm. have any other way. And it's kind of built into my compensation. And so it's something I do want to take advantage of. But at the same time, it—it it is expensive.
1: I understand that. And there's a little bit of the fear factor. But, you know, I, I mean, I am just reading a lot of stuff out there around this idea that rents are starting to actually crank up. And especially if you're living in an area where there is, you you said you work at a a small college, right? Yeah. You know, when there's always a flow of of people who are renting, that's, you know, and obviously when everyone's back on campus or, you know, in person, that's when the rents are going to start to rise. So. I don't know. Look, if you can't find it, if all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, uh, no, the condo I really want to buy is 700, then then that makes it easy for you. But if you can find something at 500 with reasonable fees of four or 500 bucks a month, and the only thing you have to do at this point after saving uh, a half a million dollars in your retirement already and you're in your mid-30s, I think you should go for it. I really do. Again, Within reason. If you just can't get what you want, then then you can say, "Fine, I'm a renter." Then that's great. Mark, is there anything else that you think plays into this?
3: No, I would go for it too. I was going to ask, do you, do you see your salary increasing over the years? That's the thing; is probably not. So our salaries probably go up around I don't know two percent a year. Our school is very aware that you know our salaries are low. I think compared to other physicians in the area or even some of our peer schools. Mm -hmm. But I don't see it growing that much.
1: Well, if that's the case, and I certainly want the hundred grand. Are there other places nearby where you would be able to work um, in six years from now if you wanted to make a leap or not? That's probably not really on my radar, I would say. All right. Well, let's put it this way. If you did this in six years, you could say, oh, automatically have a hundred grand of equity that you didn't have to accumulate to do this. And then you can move on. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that hundred grand is a good bunch of money. And you know, how long have you worked there? About four years. Let's make you feel good about this. Let's say that you, you know, from day one to six years from now, those ten years, right? Let's say that you are underpaid. I don't know by how much—by twenty grand a year. Was that fair? You think you oh, could make a hundred grand a year somewhere else?
3: Probably, yeah. Okay, certainly so, enough. In that industry. Yeah.
1: Okay. So let's say that that 20 grand, and you say, oh my God, I could have had $200,000 extra, except it would have been taxed, and you live in a high tax state, California. You know, you would have had a little bit more money in your retirement account. But essentially, that 100 grand is the equalizer. So the only reason to stay at this school right now is to get that 100 grand. Otherwise, I'd say, um, you know, I'd start looking for a job because I'd like to make that 100 or whatever more. If you like it there, the way to rationalize it is, well, let me take the hundred grand. That to me is the whole kit and caboodle. If
2: nothing else, I would take that hundred grand and maybe buy something on the down and then like flip it.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Do you have to, Is it? does it have to be your primary residence for the hundred or not? I think
3: it does for the five years until it's forgiven. Well,
1: so, I mean, really, I think that this is a great opportunity. I would do it.
3: Well, that's Really helpful, and also it's really helpful for you to kind of give me the the price range too, because you know I have friends and colleagues who say, oh, you should save you know, get the most house you can. No, that's baloney. I don't want to do that. No,
1: no. That's like you that people do that and they look back in time. It is such a revisionist history kind of moment because people are like, you know, like my dad would say, Oh, if I knew now what I, uh, you know, if I knew then what I knew now, I would have bought a much bigger house. I'm like, yeah, because all of those baby boomers would have pushed up the value of your house. But that is not to say that you could actually have afforded it. So, We want you to buy something you can afford. Lee from California, go off. I know you're busy now because you have to go find a place. Let us know how it goes. And if you are like Lee and you have like some strange, unique situation, I mean, Mark, we've never heard this one. The best that we had, something similar, the only similar thing we had was uh, the minister in Brooklyn who had a free house. That was good. You know, clergy sometimes gets a free house. One reason to go into that business except for all the other work you have to do. If you have a question, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to our website, JillOnMoney.com and click the contact button. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for our free weekly newsletter? And you can also subscribe to our sister podcast called Jill on Money. Isn't that easy? Mark D'Alessio is the executive producer of this podcast. We are distributed by CBS. We like to remind you to lift someone up today. And keep in mind the mantra here at Ion Money. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love because you're the long distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know, take off 15 discount not applicable to partner operated flights or taxes and fees terms apply visit go.amex/you know.